Are you ready? Follow along two young professionals and did we mention high school sweethearts as they dive into the realness of life. Alexis and Quentin are real people with real thoughts on work, college, relationships, and more, all exposed on the Stick With Me Kid podcast. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back. How y'all been? Yes, welcome back to the Stick With Me Kid podcast. I'm Alexis. And this is Quentin. And we about to, we about to, it's about to get real, babe. Is it not? It is. This is probably going to be um, a little bit more serious of an episode than some of the other ones. That's but why we got our thing. wine on deck. <laughs> no, we're drinking wine because it was a long day of work. And I personally decided to unwind. It was a good work day. Went in at nine. Did my thing, you know, did what I had to do. And then I got out like a little early, I guess. Like I went in early, so I left like, you know, the time I went in early at. Anyways, traffic everywhere, accidents everywhere. So it took me so long to get home. And I was like, babe, Quentin, pour the wine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was stuck in traffic, which traffic around here can be pretty bad. I was stuck in traffic earlier, but I got off earlier too, so... It's a little bit easier for me. Yeah. I Well, I mean, traffic sucks for anyone, I understand. But especially with the time changing and it's pitch black at 530, it does just suck just a little bit when you're just staring at red lights for 50 minutes. <laughs> but, I mean, again, I'm not here to complain. It was a great day. I made it home safe. I'm here about to be podcasting with Quentin. And we're talking about a really, really important and interesting topic today. We kind of opened it up last week. We'll get into that. But first, we're going to kick it off with... The Weekend Recap. All right. So what happened this weekend? Uh, this weekend, we were actually pretty chill. We didn't really do anything. Yeah, it was a, I mean, it was a chill weekend, but we like went out and got dinner a couple times, but it was a good weekend. Like nothing crazy. We didn't go to like some amusement park or some concert or anything like that. So like Saturday, what did we do? Saturday? Saturday, we went over to Main Street. We got um, a couple of drinks at Iron Hill Brewery, got some food. Iron Hill is so good. Yeah, Iron Hill is pretty good. They got some good food. Their cheesesteak egg rolls are really good. Philly cheesesteak egg rolls, they're bomb. I was talking about them at work because my coworker was saying how I I need to try them. And I was saying that's her favorite thing there. And then same for the Korean uh, chicken wings. The Korean barbecue wings? Yeah, they were pretty good. The Korean barbecue chicken wings are so good. But I was just talking at work how I need to make a running list of restaurants to try. Mm -hmm. Because, like, every day I find out new things. Like, apparently there's this place called Pizza by Elizabeth in, like, Wilmington, maybe. Oh, I haven't actually heard of that. And it's, like, apparently really, really good. Yeah. And the restaurant's aesthetically pleasing. They have, like, marble countertops oh <laughs> gotta check that out you know okay so yeah i mean we should write down a list because we mentioned like 10 places a day mm-hmm. honestly and i mean we can share the list with y'all i mean of course they're probably more specific to delaware like where we are but i'm sure like it's just good date night ideas maybe we should start posting it to instagram actually when we find a good mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. we should Might be ideas thinking ideas but yeah, so Iron Hill Brew was good. After that, we kind of um, walked around a little bit, just headed back to the apartment. My boy Sim came over. We chilled, watched. Some- yeah, I was hanging with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> what was a Saturday good time? night with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. You have fun. It was. It was a good time. It was chill. I got to sneak in a little bit of Hallmark Christmas movies. Too, <laughs> Did so. you? When? Yeah, when you and Simeon went to. Well, 
Wawa. Oh, I when we was making homework. a Wawa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Honestly, it's kind of dangerous having a Wawa close to us, and it's 24 hours. Yeah, but prime location. Prime location, yes. You need that 24-7 access. Mm-hmm. Friday, though, we stayed in. Watched a really good movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched American Sun. And it's kind of crazy because we started the movie maybe 7 o'clock. It took us a couple of hours to watch it. It was only an hour and a half long. But it, like every 10 to 15 minutes, Quentin and I were pausing it to talk about whatever was going on. Because honestly, that whole movie was a conversation starter. But during the movie, my mom called me just checking in. You know, it's Friday. Had the week ahead, the, the week behind me. But she and my dad were actually watching the movie, too. And then Quentin's parents happened to stop by, like, maybe the in, in the middle of the movie. And um, Quentin told his parents to watch it. And then they ended up watching it. So all of us were watching this movie Friday night in our respective locations. But, but yeah, it was, it was a good movie. It, has a, a, it said a lot without doing much, you know, I without doing the most. That's a that's a good description. I could see that. Yeah. Um, we're not the. Don't worry, guys. If you sit down and watch a movie with us, we're not the type of people that'll like talk throughout the entire movie. But we just happen to be home alone watching it with each other, and we had a lot to kind of say about what was going on. Well, so some we of my ended friends would it. disagree. I try to work on it. I understand that no one like say something happens, like something subliminal happens, and I'll turn to a friend to see if they caught it and it's like Yo, I thought you only it. did that to me. No. I thought you only asked me questions. No, um at Andrea, I apologize. She wants to next to me in the theater. If we go with friends, she has to be like on the other oh, side. Sorry. Dang. <laughs> but shout out to Brie because she talks to and we usually will sit together. If oh, we there we go. You got to find mm-hmm. the balance in the friend group. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I, this movie was it was necessary, though. This is a movie you're meant to kind of like take slowly, I think, at least and an- analyze because the movie is actually based off a play. It was originally a play. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't want to say too much about the movie because um, if you guys haven't seen it already, I want you guys to watch it. Go do um, it now. Yeah. I mean, like, a, honestly, you could if you really want to, so you can get the most of our podcast, pause our podcast, go watch that hour and a half movie, and then come back over here. And it's a good hour and a half. It's not, you know, something that you're going to feel like is a waste of time. Um, it's actually a, like a good movie just in and of itself, regardless of like... You know what it is exactly that we're about to talk about today and like us trying to make our points for the podcast purposes but mm-hmm. it's a movie that i just enjoyed sitting down and watching because they hit on a, a bunch of different stuff and i think the way that they they went about it and the way it was shot was really good mm-hmm. like you know those movies you watch in like sociology classes and communication classes i feel like this is one of those movies you could watch or one of those movies you can choose to write a paper on because of like the themes that they kind of revolve around i could see that I would have probably picked this movie for a class like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ties into our weekly chew from last week mm-hmm. um, a little bit. What was our weekly chew last week? Um, we asked you guys in the audience to tell us about some times that you actually had uh, encounters with cops or... Run-ins with the popo. Yeah. 
Um, anything along those lines. I mean, honestly, it didn't matter who it was. It didn't matter what it was about. Um, it didn't matter if you got busted for something serious. It didn't matter if you got a ticket for jaywalking. I just wanted to hear about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys weren't no help. I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, a lot. Of, uh, we'll, we'll put it this way. We got some feedback, but. Because we were over at Clinton's house last night, Sunday dinner. And so we have a couple of scenarios we do want to kind of bring up, too, as well as sharing our own run-ins. But, I mean, come on, guys. When we ask for your input, we see the streams. We see y'all are listening. Just just know. leave a comment. Leave a comment. Leave it a can review, be anonymous. You something. can message it to us. We want to. We're here to kind of again. We're we're trying to be transparent. We're trying to keep it as it is. There's no such thing as like some perfect life. Like people have run-ins with the cops, and some people their mindset, their experience around that is different. Yeah, and I mean, even if it's not something, I mean, okay, I can kind of understand this one. It's a little bit more serious. Maybe you don't want to reach out and give your, you know, I had this experience and now you guys know about it type of thing now i'm so quick i'm like y'all gonna hear what happened to me (laughs) i'm gonna tell you about all my controversial experiences (laughs) but i mean i would hope on like a something that's a little bit less serious if we ask for some audience feedback or even if we don't ask for it if you just like had a thought and you wanted to share it go ahead and share it yeah we'd love to hear it we'd love to read it i'll respond to it i want to talk to you guys about it so just put it out there Mm -hmm. we don't bite we're not gonna hurt you guys yeah throw it our way but to kind of start off this conversation if you haven't picked up on it already kind of theme the idea of this episode is the police and that can kind of encompass excuse me alexis words (laughs) that can kind of encompass police brutality Um, just your experiences, kind of how you personally were either taught or learned how to handle situations based on previous run-ins or maybe based on movies and other stereotypes, you know, because that's kind of a big thing right now going on. It's, It's a big part of everyone's life, especially those who are minorities and those who are of color, you know? Um, definitely. And we want to start off with talking about some of our experiences actually with the police before we go ahead and transition into talking about the movie. Yeah. You want to go first, babe? Yeah. So I will, look, I'm going to get heated talking about mine. So I'm going <laughs> to let you warm it up a little before I get into it. All right. So I'll start off by saying I'm, a, I'm an honest and fair person. And being an honest and fair person, I have to, or at least I would like to think I am, um, That being so, I have to say that most of my encounters with cops have been fair and relatively positive. I'll be real Hmm. with y'all. I'll be real. Hmm, Okay. Most, most of them in my personal experience have been like, they've gone kind of the way they should go. Um, Like if you were to get, if you were to be approached by a cop and they were to just be, you know, doing their job and going about what they have to do in order to keep you or the public safe or whatever. As they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has actually gone the way it should be, which I am not going to. Are you sure? Positive. Because in- including the run-in when you were driving. That's why I said brother? most. Okay, most. Okay, let me there. stop jumping See, ahead. Exactly. I apologize. I'm going to stop jumping ahead. I have to be okay. fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, me being me, I have to be fair. I am, Alexis knows this, people, like my personal friends and things like that know this. 
I am not a fan of the police system. I am not a fan of like their training cops in general, their <laughs> training. Yeah. But I have to be a fair person. Most of the interactions that I have had have been positive. That being said, um, most of them have been relatively like, I mean, I don't do anything crazy. So there's really no reason for me to have a lot of like, you mm-hmm. know, run-ins with cops. So you think like maybe the run-ins you've had is does something else come into play as to why they even pulled you over to start with? A couple times. So um, first time I ever got pulled over by a cop, I was I got caught in a speed trap. I was coming home um, in high school and the speed limit switched from like 55 to 35 in like two seconds. Just like and that. <laughs> yes. And this cop was on the opposite side of the road from me. It was a double yellow line. And I vividly remember, I like, I really thought I was getting a ticket this way because this man, like, need for speed drifted around the back of my car <laughs> to pull me over on the side of the road. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting a ticket. But because I, I think he felt bad for me because I got caught in a speed trap and well, I was, was only that? like 16 at the time and I would have gotten my license taken away. Would because, you have? Yeah, because I was going like, honestly. Oh, you were going more than, you were going 20. I was more. going 55 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it became like the 35. Mm-hmm. So once you get to 20, you get like enough, like normally they knock it down. Yeah, yeah. Where they like can take your license away. And I think mm-hmm. he saw that like I was a young kid. Um, I'm not going to lie. The officer was black. I think that helped too. Mm -hmm. Um, But he did kind of like let me off with the warning. Um, He told me, he asked for my mom's like phone number. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to call your mom to let her know what (laughs) happens. Did he ever call your mom? No, he never called my mom. (laughs) (laughs) That was was a scare tactic. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was a scare tactic. But I mean, like at the time I was 16, I was like, like I could get my license taken away, or you can call my mom. Here, like, you can have my mom's phone number. Like, <laughs> yeah, what am I gonna do? Don't call my mom. <laughs> but so that was number one. Um, second time I got actually put over by the cops was the incident that Alexis was talking about earlier. That time I had actually been coming from dinner with my mom and my younger brother. We just ate at Boston Market, and. We were driving home. We took separate cars. My mom met my brother and I at the restaurant. So my brother got in my car and we were driving home. On the way home, I pulled out of the shopping center and a couple, a little bit down the road, this cop pulled me over on like the side of the road. And basically, um, the first thing, like he walked up to the window um, I didn't really know why he was pulling me over because I wasn't speeding. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't, there was too many cars on the road for me mm-hmm. really to be speeding. And anyway. like, I mean, honestly, given what you were just doing, you're probably relaxed on the way home. Like just had some good dinner, you know? Yeah. And he pulled me over on the side of the road, came up to the window, like license and registration and all that type of stuff. Um, he told me that I had ran a stop sign back when I like left the shopping center at the time i'm not gonna lie to you guys i am prone to do a rolling stop quentin loves his california stops i try to get him to stop doing that because especially up here they love those um those lights that take pictures and even though you're rolling to make a right turn they're still gonna flash beam so yeah but anyway, but California stops when good. Especially you. if I'm in an area where I'm comfortable, I will do a rolling stop sometimes, like because I just don't think of anything of it. it. So at the time, 
I kind of, I was like, you know what? I could kind of see that. Um, but things that like, it was kind of weird because it wasn't like, you know, as a relaxed like vibe as the first time. And I could kind of tell he was like looking for something. So I was definitely like on guard a little bit. And um, he had a partner with him. His So one guy walked up to my window first and he started talking to me. His partner popped up like out of nowhere on the passenger side, like where my <laughs> brother was sitting. And like, like yeah, and, like <laughs> asked him to get out the car while like I was trying to get like license and registration and all that type of stuff. Right. I feel like together. that was so nonchalant. Why would they ask your brother who I do think maybe a little bit of skin tone could play into it? Why would he ask the passenger to get out of the car if you just did a rolling stop? Well, I'll get look. So anyway. What does your brother look like? I feel like I feel like that's important. My brother, okay. So my brother is a darker skin tone than me. We have before anybody asks, we have the same mom and the same dad. <laughs> before y'all get it's in, called all genetics. That. Do the Punnett square. You know the statistics. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, I'm trying to get my stuff together. Uh, one guy is like asking my brother a bunch of questions outside of the car. Me being me as being an older brother, I'm like it. It's a situation that I hadn't been in before where, like, you can't... Because the thing with the cops is you can't really do all that much in terms of, like, beyond words. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never been Without in Without playing yourself. Yeah, I had never really been in a situation before where it's, like, I couldn't really, like, defend my brother. So, like, that was, like, a different thing altogether. And so I was just like, all right, well, at this point, I guess, like, the best thing I can do is, like just try to like get through this situation like give him my license and registration and like get this cleared up because we didn't do anything as quickly as possible before like the situation escalates and mm-hmm. something actually does happen because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the times like something as little as a traffic routine. stop as routine as a traffic stop can definitely escalate quickly um, especially like my brother sometimes can be kind of like in an eccentric person well it's Um, like when you when you are smart you're knowledgeable you know your rights you know what cops are and are not quote entitled to then you have people like your brother who is knowledgeable he knows his rights that might be more inclined to say something or maybe not do something because they're in the wrong because i feel like cops sometimes they think you know nothing they assume you know nothing so they assume they can take advantage of you so this is true Trying to get my license and registration to the guy. Um, normally, we just keep it in the glove compartment, and it's, like, all together, so it's pretty easy to get out. But I think it, like, actually came apart. So I was getting it together, and then I gave it to him with my, like, license and stuff, and my mom pulled up behind us, actually, because I guess she had saw me get, like, pulled over. Um, and, like, she walked up and, like, started talking to the guy about, like... Um, well, your mom made a U-turn, she said. Yeah. Which I think so is she, important. Because she was in front of us, and I guess in her rear view, she saw us get pulled over, and then she circled back and came around, like, let me see if that was them. And it was. And then she started talking to the guy, like, yeah, these are my two sons. We just came um, from dinner together. Uh, would you like to see my insurance information? Uh, because the car is actually in my mom's name, but I paid for it. You know, y'all know how that goes for like insurance purposes. Under twenty five, they're gonna charge you a sky high rate. But basically, after that, the whole thing kind of like deescalated a little bit, and. I remember when the guy had came up to the window and it was just us, I could kind of like hear through his radio. Um, It sounded like they were looking for somebody in the area. And after that, it was kind of like, so because my mom came up 
and now I haven't, like, you know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, my mom's in the picture. Y'all don't think we did anything wrong. So it was just kind of a weird situation. And then it was like, well, we'll let you guys go with the warning. It's like, we didn't do anything. So that was the situation where I felt like we got pulled over for no reason because I wasn't speeding. I didn't, like, not make a turn signal because I was in one lane the whole time. There was nothing that my tags weren't, you know, out of expired expired or like out of order or anything like that so they really had no reason to pull us over other than they must have been looking for someone in the area and being like two black kids we fit the description of two black kids so anyways they let us go with the warning for doing nothing and i'll tell you i know they i said they pulled me over for rolling through a stop sign but i'll tell you i said for doing nothing and they got another call on the radio and they sped off towards that or whatever so i guess they had another suspect that they needed to go chase down but anyways so you didn't get a ticket no i didn't get a ticket i didn't do anything we didn't do anything and the reason i say we didn't do anything is because i ride by that spot all the time and I remember the next time I rode by it, I was like, yo, I really don't remember there being a stop sign there. There is no stop sign there. They made it up. Like, they pulled us over for no reason. That's why I say we didn't do anything. The only reason they had to pull us over was we were two black kids. Mm -hmm. There was literally nothing else. Sounds about right. Other than that, I've been stopped by the cops like one, maybe two other times, but they went pretty much like the first one or if they didn't they were you know went how they were supposed to go so alexis you'd be racking up them tickets i mean maybe not those tickets but those stops at least i don't know i don't know what it is (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess i can't be one to talk because i've been pulled over at least three times um honestly all of them i think was because i was black so the first time I think I was pulled over, I was driving with my mom. And a lot of times, like at nighttime, after a long day, her contacts bother her. And so it was like 7 p.m. Her contacts were bothering her. So I said, oh, I'll drive. And I actually didn't have my wallet with me because I wasn't planning on driving. We were just going to go pick up some Chipotle and like head home. But her eyes are hurting. So I was like, oh, I'll drive. No worries. And um, we're driving along and I see cop lights behind me. And it's so funny because I was like, oh, huh, someone's like, looks like a bad day for someone about to get pulled over. Like not thinking it was me because I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything. I was just minding my, minding my own business. And my mom's like, Alexis, like pull over. That's for you. And I was like, no, it's not mom. Stop worrying. So I'm still driving. <laughs> I'm like, they're not coming after me. I literally was like, go on a high speed chase. <laughs> no, I was literally like, let me put my signal on and get out of their way so they can continue on. Well, when I did that, they got behind me again. <laughs> and so I pulled into the shopping center and it was this cop and he was um saying like you know why i pulled you over and i'm like well quite frankly sir i don't because i wasn't speeding i wasn't doing anything but of course i didn't have my wallet on me so i didn't have my license i'm like oh shoot like what are the odds you know what i mean and he was like we had a you didn't have your license on you because you weren't expecting to drive that day right exactly said your mom started yeah i wasn't expecting to drive but my mom's eyes and contacts were bothering her so i took over and i mean i was like at least like 1920 i've had my license for years so and i didn't have any tickets so like even still it was fine but he was like yeah you got a a headlight out and i'm like so in cary north carolina the, all y'all got to do is all the time you have in the world and you're pulling people over with a headlight out. But of course, because of me, and this is probably why they do it, they hope to get more out of it. Because of course, I didn't have my license on me. 
but because my mom was with me, my mom was with me. I think that's why it was a little easier, because he ran my name and stuff, and so I didn't have any tickets or whatever, and I had a valid license. He he made us switch seats, and my mom had to drive home. So, me trying to be nice, driving because her eyes were hurting, we had to switch seats and drive back home because I didn't have my license on me. Whatever. Okay, I get it. Not as bad. The time that gets me heated or whatever that really just like boils my blood. It it was um I was at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, and it was like first semester junior year and we all went out that evening. So some of my friends from High Point came down, but it was like 2 a.m. We had already went out. I was back at the apartment, but one of my friends, she was at a Waffle House. And so I thought I was being nice and I just got my car. My parents just bought me this a new car. It was black. It had tinted windows and the temporary license plate, obviously. So it's 2 a.m. I go into Franklin Street to pick up my friend no one's out. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, it's like kind of quiet out here. There's literally no cars on Franklin Street. But I'm looking for my friend who would be on the side of the road because she was outside the restaurant. So I slowed down. And the speed limit to start is 35. So like it's slow as is. So I slowed down a little below the speed limit and put my caution lights on to look for my friend. And I'm like, well, no one's on the roads. What's the harm in putting my caution lights on, you know? So, and I made the, I made the, um, observation that no one else was on the road next thing i know there's cop lights behind me and i'm like oh great like here we go and keep in mind i'm driving so me a black girl driving a black person driving i had three other friends in the car who were all black and then it's like a black car temporary plates like you know like maybe they think something's up so the one cop pulls me over he's like like what do you think you're doing and i'm like what do you mean like i'm looking for my friend like i'm picking up my friend and then three, two more cars pull up. So three cars total, three cop cars are surrounding me, like hounding me. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm sorry, I'm picking up my friend. And then thankfully, like God bless my friend, who I, it, I think it does play a part in this. So I'm going to say she was a white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. My friend appeared and I pointed across the street saying, that's my friend I'm picking up. And then all of a sudden, all the cops, all of those three cop cars and all of them and their partners kind of eased up and was like, oh, well, I'm going to give you a warning. And he never told me what I did wrong, why he was pulling me over. He just said, I'm going to just give you a warning tonight. And I was like, OK, bet. Well, you th- they probably thought they were going to have some crazy evening pulling over like some black kids in a car. But I mean, I guess thank you to my friend who saved me from an incident because thank the Lord of her skin color, maybe. I don't know. But that's honestly what I truly believe and probably the way I'm speaking. You can tell it boils my blood. But like I 100 percent think I was racially profiled that evening. I mean, I believe it. It definitely is. I think I was racially profiled, as I was just saying. And I feel like the only reason that they really like let up on us is because my mom showed up, so, like, A, there was another witness. B, like, I, f- I don't know. For whatever reason, I feel like if you have a parent show up in the area, it kind of, like, uh, de-escalates some of the stuff that they have going on in mm-hmm. their mind about, like, who you might be and where you might be coming from or, like, the things you might be doing. And my mom is, like, a very nice lady, like, you know, so that... I feel like definitely played a part in things, um, which Mm -hmm. it really shouldn't at the end of the day. But yeah, honestly, it shouldn't. But unfortunately, it does. And I think not even the fact that it's your mom, but maybe the fact that she's a female, because I feel like first 
well, not first, but race and gender, I think, do play a part in how cops treat you. This is true, too. This is definitely true. Uh, I have noticed people be a lot more... Well, y'all know how it is. People are... Cops in general, I feel like, are a lot more aggressive towards men than women. And, and we, but well, I, I just want to preface... Hold the thought, please remember it. But when we say in general, we just mean based off personal experiences, experiences of others, and the ones we see in the media. So we're not trying to generalize every single cop. We know there are good cops out there, but in hindsight, in hindsight, if you will, or like if you're if you take a poll of all the incidents that occur, generally speaking, is what Quentin's kind of referring to. Right. And to Alexis's point, I don't think that all cops are bad cops. I applaud the good cops that are out there because they do have a very dangerous job that they're doing. And if it's done right, it is supposed mm-hmm. to be for the better, you know, the better of the community. If it's done if right. If it's done right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I was trying to say is I have seen a lot of videos or incidents involving police and women like old and like older and younger uh which is kind of just disturbing yeah because (laughs) it's like you know if you um alexis will tell you i'm not the most like gentleman type person in the world i definitely do things for her um that make her happy because she's my girlfriend and i want to make her happy but that's still kind of the way that the world works especially in america today or that those are supposed to be the values that we uphold and when you kind of like see that going by the wayside too and i see like girls getting tossed around and like little girls at that sometimes too mm-hmm. like, like there's no threat on and, like, like there's no real threat yeah like yeah. what is this little girl really gonna do to you like you are a grown like 20 30 something year old man mm-hmm. who probably has like you should be working out. I mean, you have a dangerous <laughs> job. You have to. You should be preparing for the interactions when you're actually with like dangerous mm-hmm. people, exactly. and yet you're busy like throwing this like ten year old girl around like a rag doll mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. It's there's there's definitely good cops out there, and I applaud you guys, and I thank I'm thankful for you guys. But there are definitely um, a lot of bad apples out there too. And to be honest, if we're gonna be if we like I said, I like to be honest, the good most likely outweigh the bad. We're not in the system. The number, and what I mean by that, because Alexis is looking at me crazy right now, yeah, and I know a explain. lot of you guys at home are too. What I mean by that is the number of police that are in the system that actually have good intentions, I feel like outweigh the bad that are portrayed on TV that give them a negative stigma but that's a very variable saying good intentions because someone a cop could think they have good intentions that they're protecting society or whatever by either being more forceful or assuming the worst out of a black male black female whoever you know what i mean like those are their good intentions in, in their mind maybe yes this is true but what i was trying to get to is the system i feel like is more geared towards steering people in a negative direction. Like there is at the end of the day, right? Let's say, let's say me. Okay, let's say me and Vince were cops, right? Let's just role play it for a second. Mm-hmm. Me and Vince are cops. Me and my boy Vince have known each other since high school, right? We join um, the police academy. We graduate. We sit in a patrol car together. Vince 
we grow up, me and you get married. Vince is like the best man at my wedding or stuff like that. He's the godfather of mm-hmm. my child. It's funny because you're saying hypothetical. That's probably how it will be. <laughs> no, but this is what I'm saying, though. This is real life mm-hmm. because this happens for people. If me and Vince rolled up on somebody, right, and I get out the car and I get like – I presume something about somebody i think that they're a dangerous criminal that just like robbed the bank or something based on what based on whatever reason i'm I'm not sure but i'm wrong and i shoot them and i had no reason to shoot them do you think vince really gonna come out and say that my man that's been with me forever that's the thing he should but will he because there's the there's the code just like everything cops will look out for cops and that's a, a maybe that's that we the problem. Well, no, well, well, that's part of the that problem. That is the problem that's because everything. that's honestly probably a reason why there's this rise in needing to record your interactions with cops. Because even when I was with my mom, that one time I got pulled over, I'm just not remembering it, but I remember I was reaching for my phone to re- record what was going down because this wasn't too long ago. It was in like the midst of all these um, like pr- police brutality incidences with simple traffic routines that end up bad in like worst case scenarios. And I remember reaching for my phone to get it. My mom was like, Alexis, what are you doing? Like, keep your hands on the wheel. Like, you don't want to give him any reason as to why, like, to shoot or, like, use force. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm trying to, like, provide my own assurance or insurance, whatever the term is in this situation of I'm going to need to have, like, whatever is on. I need to record whatever's about to go down because you just never know these days for reasons like that. Like, whatever it was, the, the um, what you just said, like. The code or whatever. Well, I think so. That's part of it. But also, I think more importantly is what I was talking about earlier. Not to say that your point isn't important, but mm-hmm. what I was talking about earlier. And there's I guess not I'm just never catching your points. There's <laughs> not much that you can do, you know, outside of like knowing your rights and knowing how things are actually supposed to go down. Um, when you're pulled over the cops to prevent them from really, you know, doing what they want or trying to harm you and stuff like that. Besides recording, so that way at least you have it on video. So if after the fact you can prove what actually happened, and I feel like that's why we kind of, you know, you see a rise in phone recordings and stuff like that is because that's really the only defense you have. Mm-hmm. And and getting back to what I was saying earlier about, um, I think there are actually more. Uh, good cops out there than bad. I'm not saying that it's a like overwhelming majority. I'm not saying it's like 90% good to 10% bad because I don't mm-hmm. believe that either. It's more like... I'm not going to throw out a statistic. <laughs> it's more like 55 to 45. <laughs> I'm not going to throw out a statistic because I haven't done the research to actually like throw a statistic out there, but okay, I, definitely, I definitely don't think it's 90 and 10. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um to your point that you mentioned, just kind of throwing that out there, we were talking to Quentin's uncle and uh, aunt the other day, and he said he actually had a bit of uh, luck, if you will, with saying, "quote uh, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to disrespect your jurisdiction," because I guess maybe cops respond a little better when you show a little respect to to their job or whatever. So, like something simple as that, it has gotten him out of a ticket or two, but I. Th- I was telling Quentin, I kind of think saying I'm sorry to respect your jurisdiction kind of says I'm guilty to whatever it was that you're pulling you over. You don't even know what it is because, like, Quentin thought, like, they told Quentin he was being pulled over for a rolling stop. But honestly, they were looking for, like, two black kids because it just got caught into the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, I disagree with what he said, too, just because, I don't know, that personally just wouldn't sit right with me because— 
Um, That's like I'm admitting not the type your guilt to something that you didn't do. You know, yeah, what I mean? not even even if I was, maybe I was going three miles over the speed, three miles per hour over the speed limit. I'm not, I'm not guilty. <laughs> so not even, not even in an admittance of guilt necessarily, but like, let's say, like you were just saying, what if I was going over the speed limit? Like, okay, I was going over the speed limit, but I'm not about to sit here and say, like, sorry for disrespecting your district. Like, you own the land I was driving on. So I disagree with it for that reason because that's just not the type Mm -hmm. of person i am yeah but it kind of raised the conversation of what do you say or what do you not say when you when you're like interacting with the cop honestly like from at least our conversations i feel like you're better off saying nothing like you know they're going to ask for your license registration and all that so you can hand that over but other than that do you need to say anything um so there, there's been different stuff out there. I've seen like videos on Twitter of like some guys saying that if a cop pulled, like, what did he say? If a cop pulls you over, it was something like you say no. It's some some sentence, like maybe five words, and they just leave it at that, and they yeah. say have a good day, basically. It was like I don't want. It was like, like I, I don't refuse have to speak. With, I don't have to talk to you or something like something that. something like that. Yeah, or like, I would. Okay, I would not go that far, especially as like being a black male. I would like, that might anger them a little. I would at least give them the time of day because I like okay. Like any job, right? You're going to have good interactions. You're going to have bad interactions. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So starting off in the conversation, while I know by just being a black male being pulled over by the police, in that of itself, my life is in danger. But I will give that person like the respect to at least like walk up to my window say what's going on, handle my license and registration. I'm not going to like engage you in actual conversation because mm-hmm. I feel like that's how a lot of times they try to like pull stuff out of people and like put you in a mm-hmm. place in time to kind of like fit a description. Yeah. yeah, like where are you coming from? Oh, I'm coming from Why do you know, you the deli. Know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from the deli. Oh, there was a robbery over by that deli. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not about to play that game. So Honestly, that made me think of something. So I was with my friend Erica and we were driving back from the beach and Erica was not in the wrong whatsoever. She had a green light. It was turning yellow as she was going through it. But someone was about someone was turning right onto the same road. No, they didn't come to a stop whatsoever. They barely even yielded and slowed down to make the turn. And so, anyways, I guess the the cop was right behind us. I saw what went down. They heard the horn or whatever. But they pulled Erica over. And I'm and I'm in my mind. I'm like, like, what are you doing? The other car didn't come to like even the slightest of stops before turning onto the road. And like, legally, if you want to get technical, they were supposed to come to a complete stop before making that right. Erica didn't go through red light. It was green turning to yellow. Whatever. But I feel like the cop was kind of like taking advantage of her because they asked like where we were going. So she said back to like UNC Chapel Hill, things like that. And he was like. This is where I thought it was kind of a little disrespectful because it's like, is it some game to the cop? The cop was like, well, name one basketball player on the on the team. And she was like, Joel Berry or Joel Berry or whatever. And um, he was like, yeah, like, good job. So because of that, I'll give you like one, like one step below what I was going to give you in a ticket or whatever. And I'm looking at this cop like, really? Like, because she can name a basketball player on the team, you're going to like save her $50 and whatever ticket she was about to pay. You think uh, that's being nice? I feel like he was doing like... like Well, okay. Like, oh, I can control what ticket I'm going to give you. So, like, let's play this little game. Well, okay. A situation like that, I feel like it kind of depends. I wasn't in, in there in the moment in time. So, only you can speak on 
his demeanor, his tone of voice and stuff like that. Because all that stuff matters on how something was actually portrayed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was somebody that kind of had, you know, they were like arrogant and they were kind of like acting like they owned your fate type of deal. And it was like you were put on the spot and you better pass this quiz or like your life is over. Mm-hmm. Then that's a different situation. But if it was somebody that I felt like was genuine, like I'm going to be real with you. If I was in a 65 and I was doing 85 and somebody walked up to my car and they were like, yo, if you can name the finals MVP for last year, I'm not 10 miles off your speeding ticket. Yo, that's a cool dude to me. Like, <laughs> I. But if it's a guy that's like, you know. I bet you can't get this right. And then if you do get it right, then they're like, oh, okay, well, I knocked 10 miles off. That's a different situation. It wasn't even that because, like, she was doing nothing wrong. And it's, like, the fact that she literally did nothing illegal, but I guess it was easier to pull her over than the other car that was ahead of us. Then it was, like... Wait, so she actually wasn't speeding? Yeah, no, she wasn't speeding. She was literally, Oh, so that's a completely different situation. Yeah, like, she did nothing wrong. And it's something she probably could have contested, but who wants to do that, drive, like, two hours out of the way to go back to that jurisdiction, that county or whatever, to, like, handle that ticket? Okay, so now that's a completely different situation. He didn't have, a like, reason to stop her in the first place. Like, that is kind of messed up. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, answer this question so I can knock down the speeding ticket you weren't supposed to get in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. And like knowing me, like I, it took a lot, but I, I sat there quiet because it wasn't my car, it wasn't me driving. But at the same time, I'm like this this boy has some nerve, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, we wow, we're kind of we're forty minutes in already. Okay, we were basically this episode. We kind of just put it all out there on the floor. We just want to get y'all thinking, get y'all talking. We with the the Netflix show and the movie American Son, there was a lot of things that played on there. There was racism, or maybe not racism. There was race, economic issues, parenting, marriage um, themes in there. But we kind of were thinking like the talk. Have y'all ever had the talk with your parents on how to act when you are interacting with cops? If you ever get pulled over, if you ever questioned, because um, I think that talk it, it varies between. Gender, it varies between race. It honestly, it varies between even economic status because the talk might be different between someone who maybe can present that they're a little higher in the tax bracket or whatever, if you will, compared to someone who isn't. Because again, going to High Point University, I know according quote and unquote in an article regarding the president's son. He, he runs this town, so, like, he can do whatever he wants in regards to speeding and whatnot. Like, the cop is not going to give him a ticket. You know what I mean? Things like that vary. So those talks vary. And I think it's kind of interesting um, in the aspects that they do because maybe the things your dad, your mom told you and how to act might be, not, might be a little different from me because I was just told, you know, to keep my hands on the steering wheel, don't reach for my phone. If they tell me to get my license registration, excuse me, my license and registration make clear that I'm reaching to the glove compartment. So, so, yeah, basically same type of stuff. Um, normally, if I get stopped, or, like pulled over by a cop, um, I don't keep my hands on the wheel just because I feel weird doing that. I don't know. I don't go like there are certain things that like I know I need to do for my safety because 
of the the climate that we're in but there's like a line that i'm not comfortable with like crossing just in like my own terms of personal like pride, pride or pride. whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah whatever you want to call it i just won't do it but i mean i keep my hands visible i'll be respectful if i do like you ask for my license and registration i'll be like okay it's in the glove compartment are you like okay if i reach for it like because you're not about to shoot me for reaching for what you just asked me to give you type of thing mm-hmm. and my parents have talked to me about all of that. My dad actually wanted to uh, put cameras in. He wanted to put a really? video camera in our cars. Yeah, this is me and news Brandon. To me. Yeah. Um, just in case like we got pulled over. I didn't want that just because I didn't want a camera recording me in my car all the time. But I mean, for safety reasons, mm-hmm. I can see why he wouldn't want to do that, especially as a like black father. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I mean, and going off like the movies we recently watched and like that Netflix movie we were talking about, like. That's an actual concern and issue that parents of black children face today. And, and again, like, there are mixed kids that present way more black than maybe the other race. You know what I mean? And that's, like, an issue or concern that kind of comes to comes to surface when they're driving. Because I was at this talk at UNC, this professor or a doctorate, um, she came to talk and she got her son. He's in private school. They're very educated, very wealthy, and she got him a brand new car. And she was like, it dawned on her. She has to worry that cops are going to pull him over because this is black kid driving this abnormally nice car, if you will, for like maybe like a black person. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the odds are a little higher. So she was a little worried. So she realized she had to have to talk with him on how to act with cops just because they might see, oh, this kid, he's like 19, 18 years old driving some nice car. You know what I mean? And that's just something that parents of children of minorities of color have to understand and kind of deal with and kind of instill in their child to ensure at least to the best of their ability that they're safe because and ultimately it's up to whatever is going to the cop's head and his mind at that time and how maybe the situation is unfolding but they're trying to at least like cover their bases and keeping them as safe as possible right and the fact that it's a a thing for some people and not others is really messed up and the fact that it's uh something that's so well known that is even in you know shows such as uh blackish they had an episode about the talk um in Mm -hmm. the movie the hate you give Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the movie they were um showing the dad talking to his kids about the talk Mm -hmm. it's a well-known thing lebron i've seen lebron james on tv talking about like giving his kids the talk like Mm -hmm. if lebron james Okay, LeBron James. One more time, LeBron James. <laughs> a billionaire. I'm talking like started up a school in his hometown where kids go tuition free, all this type of stuff, multiple NBA championships, like billions of dollars, mm-hmm. businessman, loving father, loving husband, generally, good dude, generally a- good dude from everybody that you talk to has mm-hmm. to talk to his kids about this and has had racial slurs spray painted on his mansion Mm -hmm. like that should tell you about Mm -hmm. tell you something about the climate of the world that we live in exactly and i honestly we might just leave it off there leave it kind of to marinate with y'all we did want to mention because it's very important um speaking of police brutality and wrongdoings and things of that nature 
If you have a spare moment, please definitely go sign the petition for Rodney Reed. He is a black male who is innocent, but he's actually on death row in his date, I believe, is November 20th, which is very soon, right before the holidays. Take your time to go um, sign that petition. I posted it to, um, I'll post it to our podcast Instagram story so you can click to the post that leads to the page with the link to go fill that out. It's super quick. It honestly takes 10 seconds. I did it today, but I think it's very important, especially with what we were talking about in today's episode, to to kind of understand and acknowledge what's going on and the wrongdoings and try and help make a change. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert or that I've done a lot of research on his case. But what I will say is the stuff that I've looked at, it definitely seems like there has been enough things that have been overlooked over the years or uh, evidence that's come back inconclusive or evidence that they haven't actually mm-hmm. even looked into it comes that like com- comes on his behalf mm-hmm. that this deserves a second look. Especially we're talking about a life here. Like we're talking mm-hmm. about a a guy that has been locked up for a number of years. He's already lost years off of his life that he can't get back. Mm-hmm. This is a person that had a past. He still has a future because he's still breathing. We don't know what he what impact he might have on the world. He mm-hmm. might get out and actually do something he might invent the next Amazon. He might cure you never polio. Know. You never so know you what he might do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're just going to take that out of the way, and maybe he doesn't, maybe he just, after, you know, serving his time, finds a way, God willing, to get back on his feet and live somewhat of a normal life and just have a family and live Mm -hmm. in peace. That's his right to do. Just like we all have our right to live the lives the way we want, as long as we don't interfere with others doing what they would like. And before we take that away from somebody, I feel like there definitely needs to be a second look and a deeper look. Mm-hmm. And I just want to kind of say, there. how many cases does it take? There doesn't need to be another Scottsboro Boys because that required, again, they ended up being exonerated after 10 plus years in the system that they reopened the case. There doesn't need to be another Central Park Five. Because, again, that, that, that Netflix documentary recently came out about that. But there's so many cases, and it's like, like you know what I mean? Enough is enough. But anyways, all we're trying to say is take the time, if you want to read up on his case first, to kind of make your own opinions and then sign it. But we do think that it's an important, it's an important thing. It's a life we're talking about. Definitely, if, it, if you're compelled in any type of way, go and sign the petition. Again, his name is Rodney Reed. But with that said, we know this this podcast, it was a deep conversation. It was serious issues lived by people every day, 24-7. Do want to say, definitely look out for our next episode. It will be a little lighter in nature, if you will. We're talking about budgeting. Quentin and I moved out of our parents' homes. We have working jobs. We have bills, credit card bills, student loans for me start in like three days. RIP, please, accepting all prayers. But anyways, if you want to stay tuned for our next episode, we're going to talk about kind of how we make budgeting, how we make do, ways to save money, and how we're kind of surviving as a 23 and 22-year-olds. Yeah, so definitely come back. Uh, next week we'd love to see you guys again leave a comment or review for Mm -hmm. us please and seriously just give some thought i know that okay so i know that not everybody that listens to this podcast is black or even a person of color um if you're not i really hope that you at least 
took the time to listen and really like reflect just not that you did anything wrong not mm-hmm. that anybody that you know did anything exactly, wrong. exactly yeah. but i just hope that you listening to this podcast took the time to kind of think about other people and put yourself in someone else's shoes see the world in a different light because it's not it's not the same for everybody Mm-hmm, exactly and with that said we do need to leave y'all with the weekly chew uh, the weekly chew for this episode is to kind of think and maybe log if you want to to kind of really put it in perspective but how much do you spend in a week i know that is kind of a trend right now like how much do i spend in a week as a 20 year old living in new york as a youtuber whatever it may be like you could be in high school and college maybe you're out on your own now just kind of think to yourself maybe log it look at your bank statements how much money do you spend in a week? And then that's what we'll pick up in our next episode, talking about budgeting and moving on out. All right. See you guys next week. All right, guys. We'll catch you in our next episode.